It's New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. It's the it's the New Year's Eve uh, show uh, here on my podcast, Rumble with Michael Moore. I am Michael Moore, and it's also the two week anniversary for Rumble here. This podcast, two weeks. We we started this two weeks ago uh, today. We'd never done this before. We didn't know what we were doing, and uh, we just decided to do it. We had some, you know, wonderful advice and help from various people. Who I'm going to mention them all tomorrow on New Year's Day to give them all a big shout out and a big thanks. But, um, but two weeks ago, um, I sat here in my little podcast room that I I built in my apartment, and I, I, I live in actually two apartments. I live in one in in uh, Michigan, Traverse City, Michigan. And then I have an apartment uh, in uh, New York City. And so uh, the goal is to, we, uh, just my friends and I are just constructing a podcast place in both cities so that in my dual culture that I live in, where I place where I grew up in the state of Michigan, and now I live up in northern Michigan, uh, up in uh, Traverse City, which is on Lake Michigan, uh, up at the top of the mitten, the, the lower peninsula, if you're familiar with the map. And uh, and then in uh, New York City, I live on uh, top of a of a movie theater, basically an apartment building that sits on top of a, a movie theater. And my apartment in Traverse City is just two doors down from uh, an old movie theater that was built over a hundred years ago, and had fallen into um, well bad times, and it was closed. And I decided to see if I could uh, reopen it for the community, uh, restore it. Uh, to an Art Deco theater from the 40s and um, um, had a whole bunch of volunteers and people helped me and uh, I put up some money and some others did. We made it a nonprofit. It's a gift to the community and uh, and if you're ever in Traverse City, go to the State Theater. We've got a second one now we've built uh, out of an old WPA building from the 1930s. Uh, that one's called the Bijou. That's right on the bay there in Lake Michigan. And um, they're wonderful theaters. Uh, we love them. We only show good movies. Uh, we don't charge what the big chains uh, charge. We, uh, you can see a movie there for six, seven, eight, nine dollars. Uh, first run movies. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I don't know why I got off in that, but I, uh, well, because I guess I'm in, I'm in New York City here on New Year's Eve. I'm not here for the ball drop, uh, but of course I miss home, so I'm, I'm uh, waxing about uh about michigan but i'm here i'm here in uh new york city in my little podcast room here that we've built and um and we this is with this is episode number 11 yeah number number 11 okay so uh in our two weeks here we've done 11 uh, episodes i've also recorded another three or four that i've got in the can ready to go um so those will be coming up in the next uh, few weeks. But um, we um, we were all sort of amazed at the response from you uh, listening to this. And um, uh, within four days, we'd cracked the top the top five news podcasts on the Apple podcast charts, and um, and on the overall charts for all podcasts. Uh, uh, we were, I don't know, somewhere, we're somewhere in the top ten or top fifteen, and a couple days later, so this is like on our, I don't know, fifth or sixth day of this, we were number one. This podcast, Rumble, it went to number one on the charts, um, and uh, on the news podcast charts, and uh, and to number three on the overall charts. <laughs> so, wow, but you know. Um, I kind of got it because I know, you know, I mean, I listen to podcasts and of course I listen and watch the news and I know that, um, I felt that something, something maybe was missing, something was needed and maybe we could help. Maybe we could do something here in 2020. And so I made, I made a decision a few months ago that I, um, would put aside the movie uh, that I'd started to prepare, uh, to make in 2020. I would put that aside, and I would put aside the television series that I was going to produce uh, in 2020, put that aside, and uh, decided that this year was so critical, so important, so filled with so much danger, frankly, that I, I had to stop what I was doing. 
my, my, my normal life and making movies and uh, TV and writing books, whatever. Um, I mean, I, I could have made a movie and that would have taken a year and I would have had it out for a few weeks before the election. Um, you know, I could have written a book and maybe had that out in the summer. But, you know, I just thought, man, there's, we, we have to do something else. We have to do something where we have a connection with people every single week. And it may be more than once a week, but at least let's just start weekly. And so that's what I decided to do. This is it. Uh, Rumble, this podcast. But this podcast is only the the beginning. Uh, some things that we're going to launch in 2020 to help, help save this country, help uh, protect the world from uh, the person running this country and, and, the, and, the, and the system itself that gave us this person, the system itself that wreaks havoc uh, to other people around the world. Something that, that I can tell you right now, if you're listening in another country, there are tens of millions of us that are so uh, beside ourselves. We just want to apologize. <laughs> I guess that's it. Things are being done in our name that we do not approve of. Things are being done with our tax dollars. And things are being ignored. Pulling out of the Paris Climate Accords, doing all these other things that are just helping to wreck the world and we are not comfortable with calling ourselves Americans if we just sit by and allow this to continue. So, so we're not sitting by. And I'll, I decide to do my part. And this, this is this, uh, to do this podcast, but also some other things that are going to be connected to this podcast that you'll hear about in the coming weeks and uh, and months as we go through 2020, in order to help this be a place where uh, we can connect and where we can help organize. Uh, the vast majority of Americans who I believe do not like what's going on and um, and want want a, a different country, a better country, a country that was promised to us when we were little kids, what, this, what we were supposed to be about, and we no longer are, and we will not live like that, and we will not tolerate it, and that's what Rumble is. We are, we are participating in our own Rumble to get this back. Remember, what we had also was never quite right. I think anybody who's an American will tell you that, that, that we were still a work in progress, but the work has been halted and the regression began. And so we're sorry for that and we will fix it and we will, whatever rumble it takes, we will participate in that um, non-violently, but uh, we are coming. We are coming. We're already here. Let me tell you that right now. There's so many people and so many good groups doing things. So here we are on New Year's Eve. I just wanted to say a few words about uh, this past year it's not only tonight the end of the year it's the end of the decade and and then i want to tell you about something i want to do with you um today tonight tomorrow uh for tomorrow's special uh podcast new year's day podcast where um i'm going to have you participate in this and i'll tell you how you can participate in just a little bit so let's uh let's get started with our dick clark's New Year's Rumblin' Eve special. Hit it. All right, that was Ariana Grande with her song this year, Seven Rings. Uh, seemed appropriate. Uh, Dick Clark is, is gone, by the way. He's passed away. God rest his soul. Um, but um, we just wanted to honor him in some sort of way tonight by referring to our special New Year's Eve show as a, a Dick Clark New Year's Rumbling Eve special. It just sounds just sounds right. So uh, thanks for being with me here. We won't take up much of your time, but let me just let me just tell you how I'm feeling. <laughs> I actually think that this was a great year. Uh, I know a lot of people don't feel that way. Uh, it was a great year but the decade sucked. So let me explain uh, what I mean by that. As far as the year goes, my friends, please, regardless of all the bad that has happened, all the bad that's been done by Trump and in our name and whatever, we impeached the president of the United States. That has only happened twice in our, you know, 230 plus year history. That is amazing absolutely amazing and please take a moment 
and rejoice in the fact that that we made this happen. And I mean we, the people. Because if you remember back at the beginning of the year, um, uh, the Speaker of the House was very down on anybody talking about impeachment. Our, our Congresswoman from uh, Detroit uh, declared, uh, I think the evening of the first day of the new Congress, uh, that we were going to impeach the motherfucker. And, you know, that sounded right to most of the people I knew. And it turned out it sounded right to the majority of Americans. Not a large majority. It is it is pretty much 50-50, but a little bit on the side of impeaching uh, President Donald J. Trump. And so we went all the way from the beginning of the year from being told that we shouldn't be talking about impeachment. Just wait for the Mueller report. The Mueller report is going to, that'll bring him down. And of course, then the Mueller report day happened. And it was like, what? What? <laughs> Hello? What is this? You know, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. There were incredible things in the Mueller report, uh, incredible work, but it didn't stop him or, or uh, bring him down or didn't even attempt to remove him. The fact that at the end of the year that we were able to impeach him, I never would have thought that would have happened at the beginning of the year. So that right, right there, if nothing else had happened this year, that makes it um, a great year. And in the process of that, the, uh, another great thing that happened is that, is that uh, Nancy Pelosi, who I've never really been much of a fan of, of hers, I mean, she and I are not aligned politically, but she became like a superhero. Once she turned, you know, once, <laughs> remember, remember back at the, at the beginning of the year, uh, she likened anybody who was for impeaching Trump. She likened them to the people that uh, back during the Clinton years used to say, we need to prosecute Clinton for killing Vince Foster. Remember her saying that? I mean, that was like, wow. Um, you know, she went after uh, 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 Representative Ilhan, Ilhan Omar, said that she was, things that she had said were she was anti-Semitic. She went after the, the, the squad. She told them all, you know, to cool their jets, AOC, you know, you're not, you're not the be all and end all AOC. <laughs> it was, it was like, oh brother, everything that you always disliked about Nancy Pelosi and then boom, you know, but listen, she didn't have some epiphany. Um, what happened is you spoke up, you protested in your towns you um let congress know that we wanted this man gone and and like a good and smart representative and the, and the kind of smart that she is knowing you know which way the bread is buttered here she knew that she had no choice but to listen to the people she might have been able to dictate to certain members of congress how to behave or what to say or when to talk but she wasn't going to dictate to the country and when the country said, impeach the motherfucker, that's not really how the country talks, by the way. If you're listening outside of America, you know, people are very polite here and rarely, rarely use any swear words. But the country wanted him gone and she, man, she, it's like the gate just opened and she went for it. And I, I just, you know, by the end of this, I really, I wanted to start like a GoFundMe page or something to, uh, raise the money to build a statue to her and place it somewhere in Washington, D.C. or, or I don't know, Baltimore, where she grew up, the Bay Area that she represents. <laughs> and people say, Mike, have you lost your marbles here? No, no. I really think that it's important that people that when we, you know, people we disagree with or people that, you know, are not us, when they do something good, need to be thanked, maybe even rewarded. She was on fire. And I, I, I just couldn't, I'm just so grateful. This was another great thing of 2019. I was there for the impeachment. I sat in the front row. I looked down over the proceedings. She had come up, uh, down onto the floor and was talking to some members right below where I was in this low overhanging, uh, balcony sort of thing. And she looked up and, uh, and she saw me and she waved and she put her hand over her heart 
as if to say thank you. It was, I did not expect that. I, it was very powerful. She, you know, put her hands together and sort of the praying hands, you know, and just nodding and smiling and mouthing thank you to me. And, and then, I don't know, 20 minutes later, she found, she called her daughter or texted her daughter or whatever. It was a documentary filmmaker, Alexandra Pelosi. And all of a sudden, Alexandra is up in the balcony sitting there with me. Like, my mom, my mom said you were here. It was, she's actually a wonderful filmmaker. And um, so we had a really good talk about how's it going for her mom and what's happening. And um, I said, you know, I, I kind of, I believe your mom when she says she prays for Trump. And uh, she smiled and she said, yeah, yeah, that's right. I said, I said, I know, and I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I'm still a recovering Catholic, and your mom seems to be full-blown Catholic still. She says, oh, yeah. She said, you should have her on your podcast and start just with that. Let her try to get you through your recovering part. Um, I said, really, do you think she'll come on this podcast? She said, oh, absolutely. Yeah, but I've, I've said things. That, oh, she doesn't listen to any of that. You know, she's happy you're here. She's, she's happy that we are finally, we all of us are part of the majority of this country. The majority that didn't vote for Trump, the majority that want him gone now, the majority that, well, you know the whole list. The majority wants things to be different. So that's another good thing about 2019. Nancy Pelosi, wow. Newest member of the Justice League. <laughs> um, what else happened this year? There were, uh, there were some good movies. Um, I loved Book Smart. If you get a chance to see this movie by Olivia Wilde, uh, it's a wonderful film about two teenage girls. It's their last day of high school, and um, they're not really the cool kids, but they don't care, and uh, and it's about their last day and night and all that. It's a really, really, really wonderful film, um, especially now in this era that, that people are paying more attention to young people. That's another great thing about 2019. Young people, young people have risen up. It started really last year, I think, with uh, um, uh, with the Parkland kids who pulled together and put on the largest attended demonstration in the history of our nation's capital. And, and, and they didn't let anybody on the stage other than a couple of performers, and they didn't let anybody speak um, who was an adult or wasn't a student, a high school or middle school student that was the whole dem that was the demonstration that was so cool adults be quiet listen to us oh man and then this year greta thunberg greta and and all the kids around the world who go on strike every friday from school to protest the fact that that the adults have ruined this planet and they probably aren't going to survive. They're not going to live to see the end of their natural life, perhaps because of the world that we've given them. And that has been the most inspiring thing this year to see, to see what Greta's done, to see what all, all any of you kids listening, high school students, middle school students, college students, it's so powerful. You have to take the reins of power from us. I, I'm serious. There is no hope for you if you let us go another four years, another 10 years calling the shots, that's not going to work. I mean, first of all, you've seen, you know, the statistics and the polling, you know, if you're under 35, the majority of you believe that socialism or some form of socialism is a better way to go than capitalism. Greedy, greedy ass capitalism has given us the world that we have. You know it. And you know that the adults the ones over 35 or over over 45 especially they don't they don't want to give up the system that has sort of benefited them although it really has it it's tricked most of them but you know enough of them have snuck through to do well and and it will not change this issue of of climate the climate crisis emergency and so many other things i mean and the young people look young people black lives matter Where'd that come from? You know, again, people who are not in power have made big things happen. Occupy Wall Street, go back to 2011. You know, who made that happen? Again, mostly young people, mostly people who are the other, not old white guys, 
They weren't camped at, camped out in Zuccotti Park or at all the other occupies that were all over the country at that time. So this is another great thing about uh, 2019 that um, young people have had it. They're sick and tired of it. Um, and, you know, we thought it was nice that they they like our music and they like our old movies and things we did back when we were younger. But uh, they're fucking fed up with it at this point because they get it now that the world doesn't have till 2040 to figure it out. You know, it, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't even have, they came out like recently and said, we've got 12 years. We don't have 12 years. And the kids know this. There's no 12 years. We don't have 12 days, really. You know, we don't know now what we're going to do because we passed this point of no return and we know it. And the young people know it. And we can kind of ignore it because many of us will not suffer the worst of the consequences of this, but they are all going to suffer it. And it stuns me that people that have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, wouldn't be up in arms and out in the street every day on this one issue because it's, it's your grandkids. It's your grandkids that are going to die a miserable death in their lifetime. Not your lifetime. You won't be around to have to witness the misery of it. It will get more miserable while we're all still here, boomers. But we might, we might escape the absolute calamity of the climate apocalypse. <laughs> but our kids won't. And the grandkids won't. And how can any of us feel good about that? How can any of us not stop this madness right now and admit what has caused it? Greed, greed, the profit motive, making money. If somehow the world survives, what will the historians say about us? What will the anthropologists dig up? If they still have devices that can show our videotape, God, we're going to look, we're going to look like crazy ass dumb shits. It's going to not, it's, oh man, it just gave me an idea. I got to leave behind like in a time capsule or something, uh, some video or some whatever. And, and, and I'll enclose the device because the device won't exist then that it can play on. And, um, and just, you know, make my own explanation to the future that, look, I really did what I could. Uh, I obviously didn't succeed. I'm so sorry you're suffering. Um, here's, how, here's how we got here, basically through our own uh, neglect, ignorance, apathy, but mostly because of our love of things. We love our things, and we love a comfortable life. We love a a nice roof over our heads, but sorry to bring everything down so low. It is new year's Eve and, um, there, you know, there is no alcohol in this room. So no, nothing, there's actually nothing to ingest or, uh, insert or do anything here. That's going to give us the, the traditional happy, uh, rumbling new year's Eve that we wanted this to be. <laughs> so let me just get through the, the a few more good things that happened this year. Cause I don't, I don't want people to be in such despair because I do think uh, that even though we had, to, we're still living in the time of Trump, um, we, we made some incredible things happen this year. The people rose up, young people rose up, the Speaker of the House uh, changed, uh, the president got impeached. It was a good year, as I said, for the movies, Booksmart, I mentioned, uh, Joker um, um, might be the, the movie of the year. Um, so many powerful films, uh, and interesting, weird films, Jojo rabbit. Uh, there's this movie out, uh, right now called just mercy, powerful film about, um, our criminal justice system in a particular case, uh, down in Alabama from the 1980s, um, uh, 1917. That was an amazing film, uh, to watch. Um, I haven't seen Marriage Story yet, but that looks really good. Uh, the Irishman, of course, geez, oh, man, Scorsese, all of them, De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, um, uh, just incredible um, piece of filmmaking. Yeah, and, and Anna Paquin uh, in The Irishman, 
I just want to say that's one of the best pieces of acting I, I have seen in a long time. Um, and uh, I know a lot of people were talking about it because she, like, I don't know, said, I don't know, three words, seven words. But you know how hard that is to act and to, be, and to carry your part of the story only through the look on your face, the twitch in your eye, the contortions of your body, of how you respond to what you're witnessing. Man, um, there are so many things. We'll do it maybe during the, we get closer to the Oscars, we'll talk um, more about the, uh, the movies. Um, there are still great shows on uh, streaming on TV this year and Netflix and Amazon and the other streamers, Hulu, Handmaid's Tale continues to be a, a masterpiece of, of, of television. Um, but all the other stuff too, the comedies, um, uh, the, the two seasons of uh, Fleabag, um, uh, Mrs. Maisel, I love that show. Uh, so many, you know, interesting documentaries, uh, on these, uh, on these streaming, uh, channels. Um, so good year for, for all that, uh, Oh, to kill a mockingbird on Broadway with Jeff Daniels. Oh my God. An amazing, amazing, uh, play. It, it's still going now with, uh, Ed Harris in the lead role. I haven't seen Ed in it, but, uh, geez, don't, uh, if you're in New York and you have a chance to, to see it, um, uh, go see it. Uh, the, and the year began, actually, I saw a play um, uh, down off-Broadway, down in the village called uh, uh, Grey Rock, a Palestinian play by a Palestinian uh, playwright with an entire Palestinian cast. Uh, they're coming back um, to the public theater here in uh, January uh, to perform uh, the, the play again, if you have a chance to see it. it's uh, it was, So some great theater uh, this year. Um, also, Ava DuVernay, um, um, her piece on the, um, on the Central Park uh, Five, the Exonerated Five. Wow. It's called When They See Us, referring to if you're black in this country, especially if you're a black man, a black young man, and um, the, the, the utter daily threat that you are under because of the color of your skin and oftentimes because of your gender. Um, a remarkable uh, limited series if you get a chance to see it if you haven't seen it and so many national treasures like <laughs> Ava DuVernay and others um, um, uh, Colbert has been brilliant Seth Meyers I know it's late it's a 12.35am show but that is a great show and uh, I think you can subscribe to his first like 15 minutes or so to this thing called A Closer Look where he takes apart an issue or something every night. Uh, it's just, it's, um, you know how much you love John uh, Oliver uh, doing it uh, every week on Sunday nights. Uh, well, not, it's not every week, it's months off, whatever. But, uh, okay, imagine doing that every night. That's what Seth Meyers does uh, on that show, and it's, uh, it's brilliant. Um, so we've had good satire on TV. Uh, we've had a good late night show. Samantha B kills it kills it every week um so it's just it's a great place to go for some comfort let me tell you if you're feeling down about how things are uh this year is filled with great movies tv shows streaming um books music all this stuff great magazines that i've started to read in the last year or so uh, current affairs jacobin uh these are you probably haven't heard of these and I, I had the one of the editors from Jacobin on recently on the podcast here, and I'm going to have the uh, the publisher and founder of Current Affairs on in the coming weeks. Um, great! It's oh, the New Republic is back and better than ever. Uh, it's this amazing uh, magazine now. You should uh, you know uh, pick it up. I read the Guardian still every day. Always good stuff there. This is a nonprofit newspaper from the UK that has a whole whole American division here uh, where they cover us for us. Uh, it's a gift uh, every day. The guardian, another magazine called the baffler, which just dives into things in such a unique way. 
and humor. We can't lose our sense of humor during this time. So these are all good things that, that happened this year. And I'm sure many of you personally had wonderful things happen to you uh, in your lives, uh, maybe at school, at work, uh, within your families. But I'm also aware, especially at this time of year, that there are many, many people for whom this was not a good year, for whom this was and is a very difficult time. And uh, there's no Hallmark card uh, for this. There's no uh, special Amazon wrapping paper for the people that are happy and excited and living it up here on New Year's Eve, especially New Year's Eve. Of course, I know this because maybe we all sort of at some point in our lives live through this for a year, two two years, 10 years, whatever it is. Um, I'm well aware of it. I'm sure many of you are aware of it because you're living through it right now. You're depressed. Um, you have this utter sense of despair and, and, uh, and this malaise that I talked about that I think has just spread across this country. Not just the political malaise. It's a, it has affected us in all sorts of ways. And, um, and so for those of you today, tonight, uh, who are listening to me, you know, I, you know, I can't come over to your house. I can't call you up, but I do want you to know that I'm thinking about you deeply thinking about you. What I said in the first podcast two weeks ago tonight, when I said that I want you to see this podcast in part as me holding your hand and, and you holding mine. I meant that I'm, I'm, I, 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 I can't stress to you enough. Um, how much uh, I want all of us to pull ourselves out of this despair. And I know we can do it. We have the faculties, we have the ability as human beings to do this, but it is not easy. And the world doesn't make it easy for us. Um, I I mean, I'm not going to go into my uh, personal life here uh, tonight, uh, but, you know, um, this hasn't been a good year for me personally. I I mean, I can... There are a number of things that, wow, I just cannot believe people. I cannot believe um, what they say, what they do, their behavior. The system is not structured in a way that makes it easy for any of us to get through, to get by. I'm, um, I'm, I'm okay. I don't want anybody to, I, I really am okay. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay tonight. Uh, and, and I, I've been okay since we started to plan, uh, this podcast and, and whatever, but, um, and the things that I have to fight, the system, the parts of the system that I have to fight just to be able to do my work, just to be able to function, uh, the things that are thrown, the hurdles and the, uh, the roadblocks that are thrown in my way by the system that, um, you know, the system that I work within movies, TV, books, et cetera. I'm able to do, I get to do what I want to do because I make them money. Believe me, as soon as that day comes when they don't make any money off me, that's the last time you'll see me in a movie theater on a screen or on a, on a TV screen uh, doing a series or whatever. That's, uh, I, I get how this, I get what's, how this works. So the only reason they make any money is because you go to my movies, you buy my books. Um, and uh, so I get to keep doing what I'm doing. And that's been going on now for, in this case, in this uh, part of my life, for 30 years. For 30 years, 30 years ago, uh, this you know, last week was when my first film appeared in uh, three cities, New York, L.A., and Toronto. And then took off, and um, around the week of, I think, January 12th, Warner Brothers had it in well over 800 theaters. Never had happened before for a documentary. And from that point on, because you went to see my movies, it gave me the uh, privilege and the power to do whatever I wanted to do and not have anybody tell me otherwise. So I'm so grateful to those of you who have been fans whether for a long time or just recently or whatever, it means a lot. This, you don't have to pay for. Uh, this is 
this podcast, uh, I just want you to subscribe to it. It's it's a free subscription. You just go on whatever the platform is you're listening to this on, whether it's on Apple or Google or Spotify or Stitcher or uh, any of the others. Um, uh, Anchor is our is kind of our host um, platform. They send it out to everybody. Uh, they're good people. So my goal this year is just to do whatever I can do to organize millions of people around the country through this podcast and through uh, some other things that I'm going to tell you about tomorrow that uh, we're going to be doing in addition to this podcast in the coming weeks and uh, months. So um, so um, check out tomorrow's New Year's Day podcast uh, for that. But again, for those of you tonight, New Year's Eve night, you're not going out, you're not with anybody, or you're with uh, the wrong person, um, you know, it's life sucks. I think if you just start with that position, that life sucks, then you'll start to notice all the kind of good things about it. But I do believe, I believe it's, we operate best if we just set the bar kind of low, understand that, um, it's not set up, uh, for us to, um, succeed, do well, um, necessarily find the, uh, whatever we're looking for in our lives. But um, once you just accept that it sucks, then it doesn't suck as much anymore. And actually, it sometimes gets really, really good. Um, so um, I'm not the person that's going to tell you to put a smile on your face and cheer up. I'm, I'm the person who's going to say, you're right, you're right the fuck on. This sucks. This way of living sucks. Um, um, the things that we need and that we don't have that sucks. Um, people suck. <laughs> what is it with people? <laughs> no, I mean, this. I say this, my sister, and I, we, we, this, we have a funny thing whenever something happens, you know, we're dealing with some awful lawyer or some kind of, you know, rotten piece of this Hollywood system that I have to, you know, operate within. It's just like, what is, we just keep saying, what is it with people? People. That's what we just say now. We just go, somebody does something, we just go, people. It's just people. But thank God there's seven and a half billion people in this country, in the U.S. We've got almost 330 million. So you can have, this is, the, this is I always try to keep this in my mind. You can have a good 100 million people that suck. I mean, really suck. And you still got 230 million that don't, or they suck less. And I think that's a, that's not a bad average, actually. It's pretty good. I mean, I, I, um, I even, I mean, whenever I'm allowed to, again, to speak to film students, I always tell them, you know, don't make the film you want to make and trust that there's another million people out of 330 million that are going to like what you like. Just do that. Don't try to please the mass audience. Don't try to moderate your, you know, thing that you want to say so that it will appeal to the most people. No, do what you want to do. Say what you want to say and trust. Cause I'm telling you, this is a, this is a truth. There are 1 million people right now in this country that would love whatever it is you have to say or do. I, I'm not kidding you. 1 million. Where do I come up with this number? Well, because that means, because I, because again, remember I'm the Irish, sort of dark Irish uh, pessimist at times. Um, if 1 million love you and love you and what you're doing and saying and what you're participating in or whatever, probably means that there's about 329 million people that don't like what you're doing. But so what? The hell with them. A million people love what you're doing. I tell the film students this. Just imagine if a million people came to your movie on opening weekend and spent $10 or $12, you'd have $12 million. What? Let the other 329 million, you know, uh, watch, I don't know, something on network television. Just let, leave them alone. Just they've got their own entertainment. A million people love your film. A million people went to see it and, and somehow whoever put up the money for your film, 
got $12 million and, and hopefully you had a decent enough deal to where you've got a good chunk of that for yourselves and you can make your next film from that. And then you can tell, you know, anybody what's what we used to call fuck you money. You know, my first film, your first film made $12 million. Um, bam, go do what you want then. So, um, so if you are in the situation you're in here on New Year's Eve, uh, Remember, you're not alone. There are millions in the same situation. And there are many ways out. Um, but start with, I think, keeping the bar low. And and use this one thing, if you want, from me, personally, that I'm thinking about you today, tonight. I know you're out there. I get a lot of email. I get a lot of mail. And, and now I'm getting voicemail on Anchor's um, uh, podcast platform. I'll tell you a little bit more about Anchor and the, and the voicemail that uh, you can leave for me here on this podcast in a few minutes. But I do, I, I do read um, what you say on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and your uh, emails to my site and, uh, and the comments to this podcast. Um, it means a lot to me and I know how a lot of you are feeling and, um, don't give up. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a shitty world at times, a lot of times, maybe most of the time, but not all the time. You know that already, you know, you've lived long enough to know, uh, that those good times do happen. The good moments happen and the good people happen and that will happen. Um, I have no doubt about that. So uh, hang in there with me because I can't do this alone and I can't have millions of people out there saying, what's the, what's the use? It's all hopeless. Don't do that to me. I mean, seriously, don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to the rest of us. This is, this is the moment where we have to lock arms. We have to lock arms and fight, get up and fight, move, get around, get, go up and go for a walk. You know, so I swear to God, I can't tell you, this is the other thing I've learned in the last couple of years, just by going for a 30 minute walk. I am not the same person when I come back home that when I left for that walk, whatever was bugging me, whatever was on my mind, it's kind of, it's still there, but you know, I don't know what the, I don't know what the biology of that is, but I'm, I've learned it and it's, uh, it's, it's been good. So try that. I I had mentioned actually earlier that this was, I thought this was a good year, but the decade sucks. But now I don't really want to go into why it sucks so bad because I don't. People are already depressed enough. Here's what I'd like to do on my show tomorrow. I'm going to close uh, with this by making a request to you that you participate in tomorrow's podcast. Um, that uh, this is, I'm talking about our New Year's Day podcast tomorrow. So you're listening to this now, and uh, you know if, if you're listening to it on the day I'm posting it, uh, New Year's Eve day. Um, so you're listening to this and I, and I want, what I want to do is I want to, uh, all of us to, I want to hear what you, I don't want to hear your new year's resolutions. I don't want to hear your hopes and wishes and your dreams and your thoughts and your prayers. Uh, please, none of that. But I, what I'd love to hear is you declare something for 2020 that you, that you make your declaration that I expect this to happen. I will will this to happen. I want this to happen. I'm going to be a participant in making this happen. Whatever that is. It could be something really small. It could be something big. I mean, I know a lot of you are probably going to say, you know, uh, I'm going to get rid of Donald Trump. Great. That Good. That's good to say. The more people say it, think it, act on it, it'll happen. But, um, but I think there's a lot of other things, too, that you could maybe um, just share with the rest of us of what you'd like to see happen. Uh, in this country, in the world, it can be political. It can be not political. It can be, well, actually, I think everything is political, frankly, but we'll get to that on another podcast. But, um, but it's, it's, you know, um, just, I want you to share with all the other people listening right now, what you're going to take a stand, uh, on what you're going to do. Um, whatever that is, it could just be something in your neighborhood. It could be something in your family. It could be something out in the garage. I, I, you know, I'm really open 
to hearing anything that involves some sort of action and a declaration, not a hope, not a wish, not a resolution, but you know, it's, it's damn it. I'm going to do this and I'm going to share it with a rumble audience on new year's day. And, um, and I'm going to, you'll have three ways to do this right now, right after listening to this, it'll be very quick. Won't take you a, a minute or two, um, to make your declarations and have them, uh, shared with the, the people that are listening to this. Um, I'll give you a couple of ideas of what mine are, uh, for 2020. Obviously, maybe it's not so obvious, but number one, president Bernie Sanders, my friends, I'm so convinced this is our way out. Um, and, and, and we are going to have at least the chance to have a better life in a better country and a more equitable society for everybody in this country and who's living on this planet. And as I said earlier about the climate emergency, we have no choice right now. We need a fighter. We need a fighter in the white house. And, and as I said, also, I think on a previous podcast this week, I'm not surprised that it's the young people. 52% of 18 to 35 year olds are voting for Bernie Sanders. 52%. Only 2% are voting for the person in their age group, the millennial, uh, Pete Buttigieg. 52% for Bernie. The youngest people want the oldest person running for president to be the president. What does that say? Um, so that's, I'm going to work, uh, very hard for that. Now I know some of you are not for Bernie. You're for Elizabeth Warren, wonderful person. I've had her in uh, two of my movies, you know, and there are other people that are running. (laughs) I'm trying to, you know, it's the holidays. I'm trying to be of good cheer here, but, um, but I'm, I, 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 I can't do that anymore. Now it's too, the first caucus in Iowa is, is, um, you know, a little more than four weeks away. So sorry. Um, that, um, we're going to have to start talking honestly about, uh, Joe Biden and mayor Pete. Um, I don't think anybody else has left. I hope Bloomberg is figuring out how to fund, uh, good candidates and good things and not be wasting his time running for president. Um, but, uh, we, we need a, a fighter and a progressive in the white house. And, uh, so, but you know, if Bernie's not your person, if somebody else is go, go to work, get out there and work for them, make calls. You know, this, you can, you can make calls from whatever state you're in. You can sign up for the campaign. They'll send you a list of calls. You can make call people, you know, not robo calls. This is human being to human being and tell them why you, they should vote for the candidate that you're for. Just get involved and, and do that. I'm doing it on my end uh, for Bernie. I hope you can, you know, do it for Bernie. But if you can't, you can't. Um, uh, all of these Democrats, frankly, I could say something good about all of the original 27 or whatever, whatever there were uh, of, of them. So look, we had a good year here. We were lucky. We had a good, uh, we had a good, uh, diverse uh, crowd running. But, uh, uh, but nonetheless, uh, there are still good people Um in this, and there's one great person as far as I'm concerned, and that's Bernie Sanders. So that's my declaration. I want this year to end hearing the words president elect uh, Bernie Sanders. My next uh, declaration is that uh, I'm going to uh, go back to my uh, 30 minutes of uh, walking every day. Um, if you remember, I did a few years ago, I started this thing, um, Walk with Mike, and um, I had, I don't know, something like 10,000 people around the world going out for my nightly walk with me wherever they were. So I'm going to start that again, but I've got a new twist to it that I'll tell you about, uh, later. Um, but, uh, the daily walk, um, as I just said earlier, I think it's really important to get out there, fresh air, uh, get outside, move around, do it with people. Um, uh, I know I'm always happier, um, when I'm moving. Um, let's see what else. Um, uh, you know, and I think in addition to what I said about young people, I want to, I'm, I'm going to travel to a number of campuses uh, this year, and maybe I'll try to go to some high schools also, and uh, and be there and I'll speak, but I want to listen to, I really, I want, I want young adults, I want teenagers to know that I'm here to serve you, 
it's your future that's being stripped from you. And I um, am one of the adults um, who's going to do what you need done, what you want done and, and go to work for you. So whatever that means, um, I'm going to try to book a number of campuses um, around the country and uh, do that. And, uh, and maybe occasional high school too, because I, I think it's really important to talk to high school kids. And that, which brings me to my next idea that I want to declare the voting age in this country should be 16. I, I know some of you right now, are, what? <laughs> yes. Teenagers are very bright these days. They know what's going on. Uh, the internet and everything else has made them much more aware of things. They can look up anything in an instant and they are engaging. They want to have a say they should because it's their future. And already a number of countries have lowered the voting age to 16. Um, uh, Austria, the voting age is 16. Uh, when Scotland, when they had the referendum there in, in the UK, um, uh, they lowered the voting age to 16. Uh, Nicaragua, it's 16. Brazil is 16. Um, there's a number of countries now that are lowering the voting age because 16 and 17 year olds should have a say in what they are going to have to deal with when they become adults at 18. And, um, and, and here's the good news in these countries where they've lowered the voting age to 16, they, um, they have found that the voter turnout between amongst 18 to 25 year olds is higher than in countries where the voting age is 18. Because if you get kids starting to think politically, uh, act politically, you know, teachers bringing in candidates into classes, having debates in the high school, um, registering them to vote right there on their high school campus. Everybody's registered by the time they're an adult. They've already been voting. They then will continue to vote. There's more likely that they will continue to vote because they've been voting since they were halfway through high school. I think it's a, a, a just, a, I know it's a crazy idea to some people. It probably sounds, you know, um, a lot of people, you know, um, have a problem with young people. Um, and, but listen, I think this new generation, what's, what are they, they're called? Generation Z, whatever. That's an awful name. It's funny that the, the, the Parkland kids told me we call ourselves the Columbine generation because we've never known a day in school or a week in school or a month in school without an active shooter drill. That's how we have had to grow up. We knew what to do regarding a gunman in the school before we could read or write. That's, that's how these kids, this new generation has been raised. And these teenagers and these uh, young adults, um, man, they're on fire. And I, I want to be, I'm down with them. So um, I'm going to travel to schools. I'm going to speak at schools. I'm going to listen at schools. We're going to do uh, political actions. Um, and um, um, and I want to get the voting age <laughs> lowered to 16. And I, I'll talk about this some other time. If you don't know this from reading my books or whatever, that I was elected to public office when I was 18 years old. I was one of the first 18 year olds in the country elected to office when the voting age was lowered uh, to uh, 18 back in the seventies. And um, I think that that got me off on the, on the right foot, I think. Um, and uh, I want to encourage uh, others to, to do that. And, um, and then finally I'm declaring that uh, whatever savings I've been, uh, I've uh, received from the Trump tax cut tax bill tax cut for who, um, I'm, I'm all that money I'm going to use, uh, to, um, help whatever movement, whether I'm in the movement or somebody else's movement or whatever, but, um, that money is going to be used for the greater good and to undo Donald Trump and to get the tax rate put back up where it should be, uh, for people that do well. Um, so that's, that's my own personal commitment. Uh, about that, that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I can't live comfortably or sleep well 
um, by taking a dime extra um, uh, because of what Trump has done. Um, and speaking of sleep, that'll, that actually will be my last declaration. Seven to eight hours sleep every night. Man, I've tried that lately, and it works. I'm, uh, I have a lot more energy and feel a lot better. Um, so everybody should try to get sleep. I know it's, it's hard. Uh, they've got us working our asses off uh, day and night. And, um, you know, we, le- we work longer hours than any other industrialized country on earth. And it's not good for us. So um, uh, do what you can to grab uh, whatever shut eye you can get. And, um, and that's, those are my declarations. So now I want you, I want you to share yours with me and I will share them on my podcast tomorrow. You have three ways that you can, uh, write to me what your declarations are for the year 2020. Uh, number one, uh, you can, um, uh, tweet them to me at, uh, my Twitter site, which is my handle is at M M Flint. That's it. At M M Michael Moore right? Flint, like as in Flint, Michigan. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, tweet them there. Um, um, if you, and and if you can hashtag it with uh, twenty hashtag twenty twenty declaration, okay, and that way I'll be sure uh, to see it. Uh, or you can email me. Send me a brief email um, with what your personal declarations are for twenty twenty. You send that email to me at Mike, M-I-K-E, Mike at michaelmore.com. Easy. Mike at michaelmore.com. Send me a brief email and I will read a number of them on the air tomorrow along with uh, anything that you tweet uh, to me at the hashtag. Finally, though, um, I would love to hear from some of you and anchor my my hosting podcast platform um, has uh, a means by which you can leave a one minute voicemail for me telling me what your declarations are for uh, 2020. And uh, you can do that uh, on the, on the anchor uh, podcast site. And I'll tell you how to get there. All you have to do is go to the description of this episode of my podcast. Just go to the description page, wherever you're listening to this, and there will be a link in the description to uh, how to send me, a, a voice message, which basically is you'll just be able to click, uh, click on that and um, start talking um, to me. So um, uh, those are your three ways to do it. Tweet, um, email, or voicemail. It's all listed in the description of the podcast here. Um, uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love for you to to tell me what you're thinking about for 2020. Um Give us some fresh ideas. Give us some crazy ideas. Um, you know, I take it for granted that, again, most people will say, get rid of Trump. We got that. But you can say it again. It doesn't hurt to say it. Um, we have to do it. But any other ideas, I'd love to hear them. And I will share them um, with uh, all the people that are listening uh, to my podcast here. Um, and I'm grateful to those of you who do listen. I hope. Uh, that um, the rest of the day and evening uh, will be um, what you want it to be, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be what everybody else is doing. Uh, this is every every bit your day, your New Year's Eve, celebrating you uh, than it is for the people who just um, stood in a pen in Times Square for like 18 hours with no place to be. Um, okay, that's not my idea of uh, New Year's Eve. I'm actually glad just to be sharing it with you. I've never done this before on New Year's Eve. So enjoy what you can enjoy. Get angry at that which you need to get angry about. Get your seven to eight hours sleep. And then let's get up tomorrow. Tune, tune in, download, uh, stream my uh, podcast tomorrow. And uh, hear what uh, your fellow Americans and fellow citizens of this world uh, would like to have happen in the year 2020. I can't wait. This is Michael Moore. You've been listening to Rumble with Michael Moore. Don't forget to subscribe. It's free. And Happy New Year to everybody out there. Shut up.